Out of curiosity, how many cigarettes did you end up getting out of him? Two. Two? <laughs> All right, yeah. He literally missed my bachelor party because he fucking almost died. He OD'd. <laughs> that, like, I, that's the only thing I asked. I was like, oh, I'm no. right. I know you're going to shoot heroin. Just don't overdose before my wedding. You can literally die after After April the 6th. wedding? Yeah, yeah. See, one of my pet peeves in life is the phrase overdose if you don't actually die. Mm, it's like interesting. You, you tolerated the dose. You were just a bitch about your trip. No, 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 no. If you medically died, they, okay, that, then okay. it's fine. That's <laughs> stopped for almost five minutes. Yeah, as they, long as the heart stops, him, they put him in a hypothermic coma to stop the swelling in his brain. And he had some of the craziest amnesia I've ever like personally. Yeah, witnessed. I remember meeting him uh, a few like right when I moved back to Houston. You. Yeah, no, no, he doesn't. <laughs> like he's gotten cooler. He's gotten cooler because uh, his brain started working better. But um, everything, if uh, everything I'll tell you about him, you can ask Nick Palermo because he's one of the few people that knew him well before and after. Yeah, but he uh, it, he was like the biggest villain anyone's ever met before he like before 2019. He was just truly a bad guy. You know how some people are like bad guys for show? Yes. Fronting about. He's a bad guy on the toilet, like by himself. <laughs> no one around. He was yeah. a terrible dude. <laughs> he was a terrible dude. Yeah. Yeah. Just and awful to people in general. Very, like, hot, lots of entertainment value. Very fun to be around. You know what I mean? Evil's never boring. No, no exactly. Yeah. That's. <laughs> Now he's like so courteous and like all he's all, all he thinks about is like how other people are feeling because he's he seen the other out. side. No, 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 no. <laughs> he was never. No, I'm telling you. Well, oh, I see what you're saying. You saw he's, he saw heaven or whatever. No, I think he, I think it, the brain damage. You think it takes longer helped. than five minutes? <laughs> I feel like he didn't see heaven if it was only like five minutes of out. Like so there's got to be a line. Most there's people are be dead. A, like, like you're done at three minutes. Heart stops. Right, but I'm saying in the afterlife perspective, like it's got to take more than five minutes to get wherever you're ultimately going. They got to judge you, show you all your life moments. You have the conversation with the oh, door guy. Oh, you think guy. it's like slow connection? Like yeah, <laughs> you're saying I think it's dial still, up. It takes dial up to. Get I think that's how you can come back because there's still. Just heaven is dial up. <laughs> <laughs> if heaven is dial up, then you're my AOL CD. <laughs> that's, a, that's a banger, actually. Wait, before we go you any give further. Me ten more hours of heaven. <laughs> ten more hours of heaven. Literally a free trial for heaven. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right 90 free hours in mm. heaven. Yeah. <laughs> and let us pray. Ski, ski. <laughs> Welcome to season two of the Very Green Room, everybody. Our first go. guest, our good comedic friend, Mr. Radu Bondar. Mm. Mm. You've seen him at the Los, Los Angeles Comedy Store. Sure. Uh, yes. Yeah, sure. What, what, what are some other good credits for you, big dog? Me? Yeah. Oh, I recently, I got, this was a, I wrote, I wrote a couple jokes for that Tuning Out the News show. I don't know if you've seen yeah, that. Yeah. It's a cartoon show on Comedy Central no one watches. There we go. Um, I've been on Sirius XM. Ooh, a handful of are you times, on but they, or they what? won't. Uh, no, just the Comedy Central channel. Oh, yeah. I uh, did Nikki Glazer's show a lot, but they didn't. They won't listen if if I email them. I'm like, hey, I'm in town. You guys got any? I do sports, you know, or I'll just cry, or whatever. Mm-hmm. They don't respond to that, so it's not a fun credit, but it's a technical credit. I got a lot of those. I got a lot of technical credits. Technical credits are the best kind of credits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like uh, being technically right instead of morally right, you know? It's the best kind of right. Yeah. There we go. But this is season two. We are back in uh, the once in future uh, producing, producing place, my house. Um, and yeah, uh, yeah could, I'm super Could not pull it together to clean the house today for this report. I hid everything in my uh, closet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell, yeah. tell you guys a short story about how my day started. Um, I got a call from work at about 7 in the morning. 
the overnight guy asked me if I could come in for him until the 10 o'clock guy came in there. And so I started going to work, and he called me when I was halfway there and was like, hey, the game just went down. You can just go back home. Thanks. Mm. So I went home, and I took a very large quantity of psychedelic mushrooms because my <laughs> calendar was clear. Then 10 minutes later, realized I had picked up a work shift. So we <laughs> got in the car on two grams of mushrooms, sped hey. to work before they started hitting. That's the funniest business decision And ever. tried. To, <laughs> I don't yeah. want to know what this is like. I want to get there before it hits. Yeah. <laughs> Let it surprise me, you know? I well, it's always transitioning that always bothers me, like, when I'm on psychedelics. Like, I've done... I've done uh, Cooking shifts. I've done. I've done eight hours in a in a in a, in a commercial kitchen before on uh, mushrooms, and <laughs> yeah. I, I started out on the grill, got moved to a dishwasher very quickly. Uh, <laughs> when you, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, time and space start start getting messed up, and uh, yeah. time and space are super important in cramped kitchens. My just imagine like it going off like <laughs> in the kitchen that wheels were coming <laughs> in. Oh, I was like, my therapist has been telling me like you should take mushrooms when you're having like these really bad depressive issues to get in touch with your feelings. And so like now I'm at work just sad and shit. <laughs> 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 I accidentally like, excuse me, that like, line of thought. <laughs> are you humming time in a bottle right now? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say the carpet at 101 Poker is so beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> Money isn't real. Uh, bullshit, Man. it isn't in the, in the poker world. <laughs> but yeah, we got all, we got everyone here. We got Ben. So come on, tell me, tell me, tell me some more about the the carpet, baby. How fucked up was it? Man, everything was wavy as fuck. Like <laughs> I had to make three like referee level floor rulings, and I was just guessing at shit. So <laughs> all right, all right. For those of you who don't understand poker, because I understood those uh, references, a, what's what's a referee floor level move? Ru- like I'm, my job title is floor manager, which is basically like a pit boss. Mm. Yeah. For lack of a better analogy. So, but what do you call in poker? Like traveling? Well, like. <laughs> 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 Three second violation. Don't say the N word at the table. <laughs> Just like, yeah. We really frown on holding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good pun. Yeah. Um, offside's pretty bad as well. There you go. There you go. But it's like insurance shit or what? Like no, it's you... mostly like there are etiquette rules to the game about acting in turn, and there are situations where there's dealer errors. Like in one of the mm. times a day, mm. a dealer dropped the deck thinking that the hand was over and the hand wasn't over. Mm. So now there Ooh. are 42 cards that I have to try and reconstruct to get an outcome because there's a lot of money in the middle that has right, to go right. somewhere. And yeah. today my answer is pretty much, I can't unfuck this. Everybody take their money back. <laughs> 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 Just Solomon in that bitch. <laughs> we shall cut the baby. Uh. <laughs> That's amazing, actually. And, uh. But you, you said that's not, you don't do that often. Like, no, maybe like not often. Once like, a quarter, maybe. Whoa. Like, 
I've never so been. So just much, lined up, like God. Yeah, really today was just not today. my day. <laughs> All of the plans went completely left. I'm still just kind of leveling down now. Like, Dude, the level down's kind of fun on mushrooms too, because you're not totally sure, and then you'll see some sparks every once in a while, and you're like, "Oh, all right, all right, I thought I was cool." Uh, I'm pretty sure I love all of you, but ask me in an hour. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of referees. I'll just yeah. put it that Thank way. Thank you. Uh, a lot of people like because I'm I'm a big uh, I talk a lot of basketball stuff yeah right? but I don't I don't like any teams I love the association <laughs> I root for the refs <laughs> Scott Foster Tony Brothers those guys you know I actually wrote a referees book a book yeah Tim Donaghy the one that got kicked out of the NBA for gambling mm-hmm. yeah I wrote his autobiography you wrote no his kid. no yeah. you wrote I'm, Tim Don yeah I'm his ghostwriter you're his ghost oh my if you god. open up the credits to his book my name's the very last one in it like oh my god yeah he's, First of all, that have y'all talked about that on the podcast? No, 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 no. We 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 <laughs> we have not talked. Not even during Gambler, civilian time. Gambler stuff. Okay, so I was very drunk in a hotel room in Atlanta in 2009 wow. when I saw that um, Tim Donaghy's book deal got dropped by Random House because the NBA threatened to sue him. I did. Yeah, I know. Yeah. This. And so I was like, "Hey, we don't have shit to get sued for." <laughs> And so I reached out to his parole officer. I'm like, hey, I have a job for him. Because that was one of the conditions for his release. And it was basically, I got him in a room. I'm like, hey, um, you should let us write and market your book. Because we have the resources to do it. And he signed probably the worst deal in the history of publishing, which I won't go into the details. And it's me and my sister in a rented office space in Largo, Florida, now publishing one of the largest books. Holy shit. Did you know a lot about basketball before? Or did you have to learn? I was a huge fan. Okay, okay, okay. That's I, good. That's of, the, of the referees? Yeah. 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 I earned my stripes. <laughs> <laughs> We're back to season two doing puns. Loving this, loving this. I never understood just the process of how someone becomes a ref. Because like whenever you see a player who's like you, done playing and they go, I still want to be around the game. They're always, they mean coach. Yes. They're not like, no, I yeah. want a ref. <laughs> it would be no. hilarious, though, if someone came, like if Ray Lewis was like, I want to, you know what? I'm going to be the umpire. <laughs> I mean, my theory on it is it's people who couldn't acquire power in sports any other way. Not smart it's enough a, to coach, not athletic enough to from sport. From the jump, yeah. It's like there's some like connection between like the water boy and the ref. They right. become, you know what I mean? Well, like, it's shout it's, out to my friend Tim Donaghy if you're listening to this <laughs> podcast. It is, it is, my, it is my favorite FBI asset of all time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not a fan of, uh, oh, fuck, I couldn't pull the name. Henry Hill. Thank you. Uh, yeah. God damn it. Uh, um, no, so refs are in, in, in the ecosystem of sport. I would say that that refs are the bureaucrats, you know, where where you have like like owners of teams. Those are those are your oligarchs. I would say mm-hmm. coaches would be the generals fighting in wars and stuff, and your players are your capitalist, uh, you know, minions. The 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 the, the seedy underbelly of of society. That uh, I mean, I, the, bu- I buy into it as a premise, but I, this is the saddest part. I know some refs, and <laughs> there's this one girl I know. She refs like in volleyball and stuff, and I'm like, why do you do? What are you talking about? Like, why do you want to spend any of that time around that former energy? And she's like, oh, it's the money. Like, yeah, it's just like no, a you little, get paid yeah. well. It's like a decent, kind of decent amount of money, and you they need be a people. Six figure ref. They need people who know the game and do whatever, right? And so I'm like, okay, I understand that part, but then at some point, some other older ref is like, hey, you know, you got a real talent at this, and you buy into that. That's yeah. the crazy part. Where you go, actually, <laughs> so, I am the arbiter of justice. Yeah. <laughs> I am <laughs> Batman. Uh, <laughs> no, my favorite was this when is I was my whistle. There are many like it. But <laughs> this <laughs> one is <laughs> <my favorite. laughs> 
There was a uh, no cuz cuz when I was when I was uh when I was scorekeeping for church league basketball when I was nine <laughs> I was 19 years old. Mm-hmm. I still wanted to hang out with high schoolers because I, uh, you know, hadn't grown up. Was trying to score. Yeah, I was. Yeah, Keep. you know what I'm talking about. It was it was <laughs> gross and problematic, and uh, I figure I should just uh, admit it now. And uh, uh, no, you're no, embracing no. it now because you embraced it then. <laughs> <laughs> I also sold weed to most of your kids. If you <laughs> if you had if you had children that went to St. John's uh, <laughs> high school. Does the you and guys get to see those demographics? You're like where how deep your listeners are if they're no <laughs> oh dude we can't no we have we have a a, a a decent following in in Scandinavia we actually have a couple of Scandi we have cross borders yeah shout out to our Scandies uh, that's what we call <laughs> <laughs> that's what we call our Scandinavian <laughs> listeners I like I like them because they do socialism they're like yeah but just if you look the same race yeah oh like, 100% <laughs> oh it's, my god it's not for sharing actually unless you learn it's for us to share among ourselves I don't yeah. like it when Ethiopians come here um, but who had 12 minutes before Will got into German accent <laughs> season 2 <laughs> uh, um, no when I was when I was uh, the, the the scorekeeper for church league basketball it was always really fun uh, because the refs that would just come into like uh, like 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 the JCC or like you know Westview Methodist or like all these different like really nice places for church league, and they'd be like, "Man, all their shoes are fancy. I'm just here for the cash." And then <laughs> just like, uh, <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. And then then you would see those refs because they work. So at at the at the elementary, middle school, and high school level, you can ref year round. Yes. So yeah. like you work a weird job like. Like a lot of the guys, they they like like a bunch of the refs that I remember. They were bus drivers, and they would bus drive because like dope union rules. They would bus drive from like noon to three, you know, and get a full salary for that. And they would take their referee gear and they would go, and then they would ref uh, football in the fall, you know, basketball in the uh, in the winter, and then some of them got into lacrosse or baseball. <laughs> like it was always really funny seeing like huge black dudes ref lacrosse games and just be like foul, and you just like. What what was it? I don't know, man. You hit him with that pole really hard, and then you're just like, "All right." Yep. What, do you, what do you call a lacrosse hooper? A lacrosse uh, ref? No, hooper. Just someone who plays lacrosse. Clark, just a just a lax bro. A lax bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds so like someone they, who takes are, laxatives. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they're big chillers, all right. If they're big chillers into the lax culture, then they're lax bros. They're lax anyway, dude. Yeah, yeah they wear they they were wearing short shorts before they got cool. Uh, a lot of Bob Marley socks uh, with their slides. So if you ever uh, started playing again, would that be a relax? <laughs> yes, it would be a relax. Uh, why did I just sound like Muttley? Uh, who is Daz- <laughs> D- Dick Dastardly's dog? I'm just like... With the <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> First of all, Dick Dastardly is such a great name. Oh man, a literary. <laughs> I wonder if there's any ra- if there's not any rappers, I'm gonna start rapping under that. <laughs> that was gonna be my porn name. <laughs> <laughs> well, with porn, there's a lot of expectations, but with hip hop, I can like, definitely Dick do Dastardly. it dastardly. <laughs> like, if that's what I'm bringing to the table, how does he fuck? Oh, dastardly! You just yeah, curl your uh, mustache up a little bit and twirl your fingers. It's not vicious, <laughs> but it's not vicious. you gotta wear a top hat sometimes. Insidious? But. I don't know. Yeah. It's Insidious. not the right, right word. It's just nefarious. It's not. A, it's a, he's up to no good. After he came, he left me on it's a train you, track. It's which where you was fuck <laughs> the girl on the train tracks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just over in the corner directing. Like Ben, Ben, understand your motivations. You're covered head to toe with lube. Okay, you've shaved your eyebrows off. 
off, okay? <laughs> Your mission now is to be a full body penis. <laughs> <laughs> Bring out the full body Trojan. <laughs> It's just a slip and slide wrapped around me three times. 100%. So I guess we could ask like comedy questions. Well, before we get to the comedy question thing, I do have one thing I want to thank you for. Like the conversation I had with you when I took you to Secret Group Mm. was the first time I ever realized there was a difference between how like other countries handle sobriety and how America does. Ah. And so that kind of sent me down a rabbit hole of like learning about European approaches to addiction control and that fact ruined my life when i learned it (laughs) yeah it It didn't ruin it it didn't ruin it but it definitely changed my outlook on things so i totally know what y'all are talking about but uh if there's a lot of god in the um american version of getting sober look i like AA. i was in AA for seven years and i was was in it for a while too it was dope yeah. But see, you know, I got to specify. Sometimes people are like, oh, I was in AA for 10 years. I was like, were you sober the whole time? They're like, no, no, math, math, math. I was like, no, I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was a T. I was sober, never relapsed once for seven years. Yeah. And then I learned how other people did sobriety in different countries. And they were like, abstinence only. That's insane. What are you, Somalia? Like, that's fucking insane. And God, what are you doing? Like, there's, yeah. there's literally pills. Like, <laughs> that was my position from the jump is like, abstinence only is going to be a no go for me. Let's see if I can cram it all into like things that can't kill you. Sure. Yeah. Even that, I mean, I think you can't do that right away for some people. Some people are like, some you, people you do need, need the dry. You need out. whatever it is to dry out. Maybe it's six weeks. Maybe it's a fucking year. Maybe it's something. Christ, it was like six months for me to feel. But I remember how many people around me struggled and failed because they were like, oh, "Sure, I can stay sober for two years," but they're like, "The rest of my life, that's." It. They were like, "I just kill myself now. I'm just gonna fucking die." Yeah, like this is as good as I'm gonna feel forever. Fuck that. Yeah. yeah. And no, that that seems to be a big problem in the in the rooms. Uh, is like. Yeah, a lot of people do take that that dirt nap after they like realize like, oh shit, I can't feel elevated ever again. But it sucked because I bought into AA real hard. That's probably why I stayed sober because it's like a fun cult. It's a low grade one, you know, so you're not like too deep into it. But you get sex out of it if you want, you know. It's fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, big time. Right when I right when I right when I got in because I started talking because Ben Ben got me my book and I started talking to. Uh, I started talking to you too, because like you, you were one of the first guys I came to, and I was like, "Yo, I'm fucking, I shouldn't piss myself on stage." Uh, <laughs> That's maybe a reasonable like, stance. Let, I, I, but you remember what I said? I was like, "Unless you're closing." <laughs> <laughs> Great closing, because people can't steal. It. <laughs> also, nobody has to follow it. Yeah. 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 Old piss pants loading, you can't <laughs> beat that closer. Uh, yeah, there's no show after that. <laughs> Loden's the only headliner that tips the janitor. <laughs> well, he stopped talking, and I think he's marking the stage. <laughs> yeah, he calls. He's that doing his... four shows tonight. Guys. <laughs> Somebody get him a water. But you did. You know what's funny that you did? You did the thing no one ever does. Because I talked to a lot of people about getting sober, and usually they like hit me up in like day five, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to help you. Yeah. But you told me you were like, oh, I've been doing it for like a year or whatever. It was. Yeah. Yeah, I was, doing, I was doing it for like two... Well, because there's a lot of shame. Like, I was only talking to Ben about it and like uh, Brian Gendron. And, uh, but like, the sex thing is the only story I want to tell because like I was sitting in these like mixed rooms, which like I don't ever want to talk to women about sobriety. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, <laughs> like, it doesn't... Our, our, our addiction stuff, I think, comes from different places on, mm. on a... And I didn't get raped, uh, so like, uh, like that wasn't like a big part of my like 
wake up call is <laughs> like like it's that's hard a lot to of, be relatable that's yeah it's it's hard to be like like i i have yeah like i have woken up in in bed with a stranger but not like been like hurting i was just like <laughs> yeah that was pretty fucking dope i'm i'm kind of the man uh like smell this but uh no but like and then when you get into the 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 mixed rooms and like this one girl comes up to me after one of the 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 the, the meetings and she's like, hey, can you give me a ride home? And I was like, I don't really want to fucking talk to anyone here, like, <laughs> uh, unless I'm in that meeting. But she was like, no, seriously. And I was like, eh. and then like three creepy dudes came up to like, you can still be sober and creepy as fuck. Oh, yeah. Dude. Uh, <laughs> that's what a lot of AA is. That's yes. What, that's yeah. why it slowly, it slowly encroached upon me that I didn't feel like I was a part of it. But like, I didn't, I didn't go into it looking for sex. For yeah. sex. I was like, I was 15 when I got sober. <laughs> yeah. And then after, <laughs> you just, wild. after you're sober for like a f- couple of years, you're like, well, I still need something insane to have like as a vice or whatever. Mm-hmm. And sex becomes much more of an option yeah. in a weird way. When you're like, well, this whole field of things that it's socially appropriate, it's like just not an option. Yeah. And uh, but I, you know, I I didn't like the 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 newcomer. That's the one thing where people are like, oh, you you're like a young lady who's just gotten so you've got three or four weeks of sobriety, so your emotional stability is not there at all. <laughs> hey, we should we hang should, out. Yeah, we know? should go and to Denny's. Like, you know they can't kick you out if you keep getting this coffee. Is, this is honest. I'm not trying to sound like a moralist or whatever, but I was like, hey, don't be such an obvious predator. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> I get that a lot of you are monsters, but can you have like you used, you used to have class or dignity back in the day? Like, but now, here's my problem with fucking women at AA: who plays Minesweeper to hit the mines? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm just the, the biggest idiots, like yeah. some of the dumbest people, and that's what the I'm, entire my, game is red flags. Okay, yeah. I'm done. Yeah. I married a lady from AA. That's my wife. Yeah, I knew that before. I, I tell people sometimes, I'm like, oh, we met in AA. And they're like, oh. And I'm like, that's like saying I met in jail. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, oh? You should be like, damn, that's nuts. Are y'all both they like, are dangerous? They hardcore. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, so y'all don't fight, huh? It's just like. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like hard looks across yeah. the room. Yeah. Guns, huh? It's <laughs> <laughs> just guns. <laughs> Both to our bone heads. I'll fucking kill myself. <laughs> My worst quality as a person, and I'll freely admit this, is mm. because I've been in so many meetings and inevitably like tried to befriend so many people who inevitably end up getting beat by their boyfriends and telling me about it. Like My standard go-to joke when someone tells me that their boyfriend beats them is, you would have made a great cop's wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah. I've said that maybe five times in the past three months. <laughs> the heartbreaking thing for me was I liked AA a lot. It was like, uh, it made sense to buy into. Oh, yeah. They came up with this built-in like side premise of like, oh, yeah, it's so it seems like a lot of Christianity, but like you can take God's like a doorknob or Tupac or whatever you want to worship. You know what I mean? A lot of the AA in Austin was like that. Anytime it's, I would do... It's Jesus' sleight of hand. Yeah, essentially, anytime, yeah. I would, anytime I would do meetings in Austin, it, it was always just like, and let's pray for everything and, or not pray. Let's just think about yeah, all... And yeah. I'm like, all right, well... I grew up in the church, so my uh, last my last two years of doing it, you know, I like very. I said the Serenity Prayer, but you know, when you hold hands and then you say the fucking Lord's Prayer at the end, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I would either openly like just like be looking at my phone or not be a part of it, or I would be ta- I would try to talk to someone who's like, <laughs> I'm like, hey, are you you gonna watch the game? And they're like, Shh, I'm trying to like, yeah, I'm trying to connect with the few things that, that I, I will be done. And I'm like, do you are you, are you horny right now? Because <laughs> we should go to a strip. <laughs> <laughs> the truth. 
of why AA, the truth of why I stopped going to AA and when I realized like that's not really going to work for me is that at my core, I don't like people. I mm. don't want to be around people. Being in a group of people doesn't make me feel better. I don't like it when weird people touch me. And it's the same conversation at every new meeting. Wow. It's like Groundhog's Day for your brain. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want to talk to any of you people. I don't want to go to your softball game. I don't want to go bowling with you and have coffee. And that's how you should feel. I want to not die from heroin, but I also can invest my emotional energy in this random group of people. That's how you should feel. It's a... If you compared it, if you're like, okay, do I have to do this weird cult thing or should I just spend $400 a couple times? You'd be like, easily the money. (laughs) Yes. Never once. I did it religiously for a year, hating most of it because like, I felt like I had to do something to stop. I needed the the routine. Yeah. The routine, the routine was super important for me. Um, I tried it their way. I get why it works for people and I recommend others to the program. Yeah. It's just, I did. Yeah, dude. I still still do. do. Yeah. But it's just not for me. But I think everybody should at least try to go down that route if you're struggling to see. I used see. to sponsor motherfuckers. I've sponsored like 15 adults. Yeah. When I was like 17 to 20. You understand? Like yeah. guys who would be like, oh, you've been sober a couple of years, which is a meaningless accomplishment. And they would be like, I guess I should just tell you about all the crimes I've committed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, brother, I'm going to blackmail. <laughs> you insane? <laughs> I just met the woman I'm pretty sure I'm going to marry. And we both gonna, know all your secrets. Yeah. <laughs> like, I also, am not going to lie, I was always kind of disappointed by the rooms because one of the reasons I went to AA was to find somebody who was like a bigger drug taker than me so I could feel a little better about myself. Mm. And quantity-wise, I never met him. And it was like... Well, yeah, sometimes those guys don't get to make it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Apparently, I hit pretty much the wall of where you can go without dying. And you, that's disappointing. You did meet one guy, though. You met my buddy Fahad. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he I had. Guess, I guess brain damage is technically. He was the first guy that I realized. You know how some people have like a plan for the most fucked up situations, and you go, "Wow, you're we're ready for." You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You've been there before. He always has like a, he goes. He told me one time as a joke. He's like, "Yeah, I got the same moves every time I wake up in the hospital." I'm like, "Huh? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> no!" Rips all the shit out of his arms, and he goes, "I'm dismissed." It's <laughs> not a medical thing or whatever. And they're like, "Sir, you have to wait." He's like, "No, I don't." And he runs out, rips open his gown, and just as against yeah. medical. He's advice. like, "Where's my shit? Where you got my stuff?" Yeah. And they're like, it's in the whatever. He's never. Some people are like, "You're in the hospital. You have to listen to us." He's like, "No, I fucking don't." I don't need Nothing from you guys. If I'm alive, you already did all the shit I need. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, no, I just had some minor surgery in Galveston, so I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I imagine. like surgery now. It's like my one foray into like hard drugs. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a don. No, I had. I had. Doesn't don- that put kind of hard drugs into perspective? You go, oh, that's what this is for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. This is for surgery. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, I, like, I'm so happy to go to the dentist now because yeah. there's a chance. Like, hey, it might be some nitrous in it for you, buddy. Like, <laughs> I used to do this to go get my hair cut. <laughs> <laughs> this is going through the Wendy's drive-through. Yeah, exactly, yeah. The anesthesiologist I, is like, okay, countdown from ten, and like, okay, my eyes are closed. Okay, I'm counting back up one. Two no, more, yeah. more. Uh, Is this I, Mexican stuff? Give me I, do a, <laughs> I do a blackjack style. Like they'll turn the little nozzle. And like hit me. <laughs> You're on 19, sir. Hit me. <laughs> they took. They gave me some hydrocodone after they did the surgery, and mm. I took it. And I was like, I called Ben, and I was like, 
I fucking get it, buddy. This is <laughs> <laughs> I almost wrecked my car. I was laughing <laughs> so hard. I was just literally, I was sitting over there and I, uh, I was, I was just like, I feel pretty cool right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was on that shit for two or three weeks right after I got my tonsils taken out in yeah. November. And uh, I think I talked to you a little bit about it because it made me an awful person. Oh, yeah. Sure. Which I didn't mind. I was like, I'm <laughs> fucked up. Who cares? <laughs> my mom and my wife were like, you're so mean. I'm like, who gives a fuck? Get out of my way. <laughs> I just didn't have any sense of anything. I was like, I'm high as shit right now. But it, I, I forgot. I don't, this is how unoften I do these drugs. I forgot the cardinal rule of opiates is it's going to make a rock in your asshole. <laughs> and I, oh, you're, supposed to take Mir- you're supposed to take Miralax right, yeah. right when you take it. Right? Yeah. But uh, so at some point, after my second like flirt with it, because at one point I you know got bad and I took the Miralax and I fixed it, but then another time it got so con- it was like yeah. it was just like a big plug of shit and all the <laughs> all the Miralax and X lax and whatever was causing like hydraulic pressure behind. <laughs> no, it. it was impacted, but it you wasn't had, yeah, it yeah. wasn't gonna your come out. Your story is my story. Yeah. And the doctor was like, I guess you could stick your finger in there. I was like, I'll kill myself in front of you. <laughs> you out of your mind? Yeah. And um, yeah, so I just shoved a bunch of laxatives in there and then it was it was nightmarish but I forgot I, you know you used to take pictures of your shits a couple years ago you're like yeah. that's still cool I forgot to do that because this one was the most first of all it was dark green and black <laughs> it, was look, it looked like antimatter you know like that, that paint where they're like it's so black you can't look at it right it looked like that and, uh, and it was heavy I remember the thud I was like in sol- I was like I bet I could like grab it like pick it up yeah. and if I hit someone over the head with that I could knock them out <laughs> Bro, like, it was like yeah, I laid just, a weapon. Yeah, like yeah. I laid my own self-defense tool. I had to call into work from a bike and shit one time because it came halfway out oh. and I couldn't get oh. it the rest of the way and it, w- it was too hard to yeah. break. Well, and it's so depressing. <laughs> and I'm like, what do I do? I can't just pull up my pants and go to work without shit. It's going to sound so, you know, misogynistic or whatever. I was like, it made me understand uh, like a little one, bit of childbirth. One, one thousandth of a degree what childbirth is I like. I almost yeah. called an ambulance because It was like six hours where there's like a shit crowning but it's not coming out. <laughs> you're so... God, it's so you're, you're so angry and depressed. <laughs> Where people are like, do you want to eat? I'm like, eat! Shut up! Don't even look You ever watch the Godfather trilogy while taking a shit? Oh. Because I have. No, oh, God. And then and then that moment of relief when it comes out. Oh, God. It's better than sex. It's better than... And, dude, you it's just fucking... It's almost better than the heroin. <laughs> it's, it's, it's right up there. It's a Because whatever... Whatever... You know, your, your, your brain sends signals when you're shitting. That's how... Yeah. unsophisticated we actually are we, it, your brain has to give you dopamine or whatever to be like this is good for you you should do this a lot but whatever that fucking overdrive matrix level is when you pass a shit baby it's, it's so it's like a runner's high <laughs> you're like damn I am healthy it's you know, the only thing that's you know a runner hit, you know when you hit the 11th mile yeah you're like god this is America <laughs> I just need someone in this bathroom right now to hand me a small cup of water. I was like, I understand why they put those fucking stickers on their cars. I feel like a god. At a certain point, you learn to bring snacks. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> I can't imagine. I mean, I eat in the bathroom, but not when shit's happening. That's a- I mean, if you know you're going to be in there for a couple of meals worth of time. I guess that's true. I would yeah. have a smoothie and just rehydrated. I you're never remember. You're just telling dates like, hey, there's some granola bars in the medicine cabinet if you want to hit some. Here's my problem. I never wanted to spend my drug money on laxatives. That's such that's so yeah cuz you do it you're like okay I can get I guess I can take some healthy stuff for my body or I can get like two more grams. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. Uh-huh. And, you go, and it's, it's like, listen, I'm, I'm trying to party with someone. I'm not trying to share your last. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember, I, you know what the, uh, AA is good for? If you meet people, there's a lot of people that are going to come in for like just a quick second, a cup of coffee, and then they're going to be gone. But they're still full of advice and wisdom. Yeah. You know, I remember one guy was like, if you're going to shoot up, shoot up with people. <laughs> That's how you die by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no one around to call the ambulance to give you. I'm like, wow, that is that is literally incredible advice. Yeah. Never, I'm, I haven't shut up yet, but <laughs> I am going to give that advice to everyone. People oh yeah, are, no, I, it, drugs are for friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You want to you want to do it with friends because yeah. yeah, no. I feel like you know a really good drug addict by the advice they feel like they can pass on to the next generation. Yes, <laughs> yes. Like. Guys, if you're out of pills, just start going to estate sales on the weekends and searching their medicine cabinets. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I mean, because AA has this like funny, these like little metaphors and idioms where they're like, sometimes someone's sober and they don't have, they don't get morally better. They're just like a sober horse thief. They're better yeah, at stealing horses. That, yeah. And I'm like, you guys don't realize that that's almost everyone in AA. They think they're like building their moral structure or whatever. Really, you're just following these super outdated puritanical rules and still being a monster in your spare time. Oh, man. Uh, the yeah, one of the people. I got in an yeah. argument with someone in AA that coffee was a drug. Oh yeah. Well, if you say if you say that to them, they get real pissed. That's a lifeline in AA. It's and and the, that it is funny because they go, well, there is a caffeine and a nicotine anonymous, and you go, that's heretics. Yeah, bullshit offshoots. <laughs> you know? But I need go, my cigarettes. That's yeah. not an addiction. Go, oh, okay. So we're like Lutherans and they're Methodists. I understand. Yeah, yeah there's bullshit. different denominations of so complete non. Was Shia Sunni? Fucking mm-hmm. complete nonsense. But it, that's why it was so heartbreaking because I was like, it's this. This is such a good print. Like you read about Bill W. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Who's like. If you don't read too much about him, you're like, wow, he's like the smartest drunk guy ever, you know? And then they made a movie about him, which I watched in 2013. And you're like, what? This guy took acid like 10 times and cheated on his wife a bunch? Oh, yeah. He's it's like every guy in AA, I know. Yeah. <laughs> They're a bunch of fucking assholes. You could have just put all of our first names and last initials in a hat, and that's who would have been the book. Yeah. <laughs> for some reason, it just, it just like makes it so that you only hang out with other people in AA. And that's the real burden. Everyone else that I knew that was in, in the deal, but they had a lot of friends in society. They were not complete weirdos and like yeah. fucked up in a unique way or whatever. It's yeah, like, that was that was the weird guilt trip stuff that like turned me off. By by the end by the end of like you know I only did it for like six or eight months or whatever. But like, uh, but it was just like, hey man, didn't see you on Wednesday. Uh, I was like, <laughs> yeah, I had a fucking show in San Antonio, which I crushed by the way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, they, uh, you know what else crushes? Yeah. God's love for you, brother. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you can make it through the first six weeks without relapse, you're in the 95 percentile. And just, uh, and oh, the, you're in the pink mist right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. You're in the pink Any, cloud. That's had, not your real feeling. You had someone tell you that, because I was, I was always too young to be an AA, but you guys were kind of still at the, like, according to some old AA people, they're like, if you're not 45, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, I can't exactly. even have yeah, sex. Go live you. life. But, uh, Bang hookers. Ever, what you ever is had AIDS? Someone said you ever had someone like, "Wow, if I was sober at your age, I'd, I'd be the president or something." Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Say goofy Christ. shit. Like, you're like, you're like, what did you accomplish these last twelve years? Yeah, like, you still. Like, I chaired a chapter meeting. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! I got to stop making fun of AA people. They literally saved my life. But also, you're really awful to hang around. I love them. Yeah, no, I think I think all of us love them, uh, but from a distance. Once again, this is this yeah. is just a. Uh, no, still, I, still I feel like, like AA is like an ex girlfriend to me. I have like five or six right. like still AA sober people deep in my life, but oh. it is it was a it the hardest thing was when I was like I think this is a cult and that's fine, you know, I was still in it. Yeah. And they were like, "You think we're a cult? I mean, there's like Scientology out there. There's what?" He's like, "All right, once you're 
Once you're not even defending the logic <laughs> yeah. of if this is a cult or not, you go, come on, there's worse cults out there. That's when you're like, this is a cult. I got a lot of phone calls checking in on me after I was like, I'm done. I'm not going to any more meetings or whatever. And like, it's nice that they're checking in, I guess. But like, also like, leave me alone. Hey, well, you know, there's like, they've one, they're told to do it. And two, they think it's like part of their feeling good structure. So you're like, right. This is selfish at some point. Like, you don't need me. <laughs> uh, but it did get me uh, good at comedy, I think, because if you're sober the entire time, you get to... Comedy, like, getting good at stand-up is like just l- turning off a lot of your opinions and making your brain a computer, and that's very challenging to do when you're fucked up all the time. Like, I've, I've felt, even when... I smoke weed now incessantly, and uh, it's... It's made me more creative in all the whatever hacky ways everyone talks about, but you're like, I'm missing so many of those like sharp athlete instincts. Of just yeah. Constantly paying attention to why a word or a turn of phrase or something had more of an impact than something else. I, I, I prefer Emerson's uh, old quote, write drunk, edit sober. And so I edit the shit out of my stuff during the, day, during the daytime, and uh, then when I get hammered, I... Right down in my little pocketbook. Mm, I'm uh, see, I'm more like Hemingway. I'm like, get so fucked up, they can't tell the difference. <laughs> <laughs> then, Shoot yourself in the chest like a man! Because the FBI is following you! <laughs> my theory is if I just constantly smoke, then I'm not really high. It's just regular. Uh, well, I mean, that, so that's a, that is not a theory. That is true as fuck to your brain. <laughs> yeah. Your brain switch does that switch thing. Same thing with Aaron. Where you I go, try to keep my tolerance where I can still ramp up and get there if I want to. But there's a nice little midline of just like, oh, I'm not terrified of driving my car into a guardrail. I feel like one of those old guys, but like, I was high the whole Trump years. <laughs> that's we had Trump years? <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, fuck. The four of them or whatever. Like, yeah. That's when it started for me, and I was like, "This was a good decision." <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's like some old guy around there who's like, "I just couldn't stomach Nixon." To... <laughs> definitely, definitely. It doesn't seem like I the don't worst remember, time in history. I, I do not remember the gas crisis of but Carter's now, years. But I'll tell you this: so now that it's like you know, kind of worse now, <laughs> it's just a, no. it feels like this fabric of society is falling apart for a variety of reasons, not just American shitty political things, which are both conservative. Yeah, but it's so. I wish I was like sharp and ready for the apocalypse rather than just being like, no, no, I'll just turn to harder drugs when it comes. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the crack dawn- is what I'll choose. <laughs> the dawning where you're like, sun's setting kind of low and it's noon. Because, <laughs> dude, there's all these people, you know, I'm a, like a leftist, which is like the gayest thing to be politically, but there's people out there who are like, oh, this is good. We, w- we can't wait for it all to collapse because then we get to build the next thing. You're Build the next thing? It's not happening. It's just, it's going to crumble and fall apart. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think I, you've I, ever people seen... People who can yeah. hunt... Yeah. Are gonna thrive for a little bit, and then all the leftover magnetic shit's gonna kill them. So that's not a. <laughs> Here's what I read today. I read today that um, uh, ICBMs from Russia can like Houston is in the top six of uh, of of like the top six tar- six targets that may get hit by a nuke in America. Like one of the, one of the main things to hit. Yeah. Because uh, the port and everything else, oil and gas and all this other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like from Russia over the top of the dome to Houston. A missile gets 15 minutes to get here. And so it's like there's only one fallout shelter around, and it's in Montgomery County. And like <laughs> one of my friends was like, Oh, yeah, well, there's a fallout shelter. And we can just get up there. And I was like, You're not getting there in 15 minutes. I mean, yeah. the shelter could be two blocks away. You still might not get there if they nuke us at 5 yeah. p.m. You can see the skyline from my garage. Uh, <laughs> we're done, though. Here, we're cooking, yeah, bro. I'm, 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 I'm cracking a cold Bud Light, and I'm just going, I'm lighting up a cigarette, 
I think I'll, I'd start smoking again. I'd grab. I mean, I'll, I'll maybe grab, not in time, but I'll after. grab. I'll grab my big AA book and just be like, "All right, here we go." Uh, my big fear is well, that like, missiles not, get here in fifteen minutes. You're not going to get the alert until they're like three minutes out. My big fear is it's not going to be like um, like mutually assured destruction means that no country's going to rationally choose to be like, "All right, missiles make sense." It's, it's going to be like some sort of systemic failure where they're like, "There's like a civil war or something fucked up in the country." And then no one's done the maintenance on the shit, and they're like, "Oh, by the way, thirty of them just go in off. We didn't mm-hmm. launch them. You've seen, you know, you know what I'm saying? like the yeah, yeah. The, they still use the Doctor Strange love scenario. Yeah, yeah, the do- like, yeah. They call you, and they're like, oh, "We promised we didn't mean to whatever." You're like, I'm yeah. sorry, Dimitri. Yeah. <laughs> I said my best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah. I'm gonna try to time my orgasm for the impact. That's all I can tell you. Just, I, I just tell, I'm like, maybe this, maybe I'm becoming a multi level marketing salesman, but I'm like, that's why you should have a little bit of crack or some good white china around, <laughs> because what's 15 minutes really, but yeah. the best part of the high. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Everything after that is the Hi, my name's Radu Bondar, and I'd <laughs> like to sell so you. <laughs> what I'd like to sell you is what I call an upper downer. Kid, right? <laughs> <laughs> so based on what you want to do, right? Because if you're still trying to fuck, you don't want to put the heroin on, but crap. <laughs> <laughs> if you're still trying to fuck. Oh, man. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. What car are you trying to drive into the afterlife? Like, <laughs> we have a selection. <laughs> You want to come in on like a fast cloud or like a slow steed? What are you, what are you looking for? Oh, no, don't combine them. No, do not. No, because you might survive if you do that. Well, I, I, I shot a speedball of crack and heroin into my dick. And right into my dick and neck. and then sur- uh, Survived a nuclear explosion. What it did was it kept my instincts sharp. <laughs> And the anxiety down. <laughs> Laser focused, yeah. I tell you. Fun fun fact, you can break through the atomic barriers. As the mushroom cloud hit the skyline of Houston, I knew that when was, the speed what's, oh, what's, what's, the, what's the old thing where it's like if you put your you can finally put your hand through a table yeah. like like atomically. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I've become Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> Are you familiar with the Watchmen? All right, now. I'm Dr. Galleria. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was agile as fuck. <laughs> the speedball went directly into my balls. Hi, I'm Dr. Gallery Furniture, and I'm here to save your lives. Now. You think that's how he matches Max on women? <laughs> you know, he has like a whole sports network now. My buddy Fred. Oh. Who used to work at uh, ESPN here is like running it. Fred Fowler? Fred Fowler, yeah. <laughs> high um, school, uh, his brother was our high school journalism teacher. I had Fred on one of my talk shows one time, and him and Trey had like some of the funniest interactions ever. Because Fred's like obsessed with like the JFK shit. You know, he's yeah. like, I tried to do it for my house. I shot like a watermelon and I, was, I couldn't get it. And I was like, Yeah, you're like an old guy. What are you fucking <laughs> You <laughs> weren't a good shot anything. to begin with. <laughs> Shaky old yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, I've heard yeah. this. Like, I played poker with Fred a bunch, yeah. um, and he's very. But he I'm loves, opinionated. Oh yeah, yeah. He's yeah. he's uh, and he thinks of himself as like a centrist or a moderate or whatever. I was like, then you wouldn't be if you had this many opinions. That doesn't Every, make sense. Everyone, you just not care about yeah. anything. My dad thinks he's a moderate Republican, and uh, he is not. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's like a lot of guys. He's like confused politically because the current political field doesn't really make sense for a lot of people. Like yeah. if you're bought in politically right now to either side, if you're like, yeah. like, this is working, whatever it is, we just need to get more of my guys. It's like. There's not a lot we can do for you. Maybe, maybe you're gonna like you know, 
The moderate they use for Republican is the same moderate they use on the Jack Daniels commercial. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy Republicanism yeah. in moderation. Yeah. Wink. Like, like it's, fucking it's nobody does a... that. They dive full in into the fucking either. But there's end a of the lot pole. of people that are like um, really nihilistically detached and they're like, this is both bullshit, whatever, but we're still going to vote our party lines no matter what. You know what I mean? We're like, yeah, yeah this, this is meaningless, but we're still going to do it or whatever. There's, yeah. there's a lot more of that. I don't know. What I'm gonna do with my next vote? I knew my last vote. More more of us are gonna not vote. My last vote was super easy. I promised 12 year old me that one day when I was old enough I would vote for myself for president. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I would have taken the job if they asked. (laughs) There was one vote for me in the recorded history. God damn it! I always said that my mom would Tanya Loden would be the best president. She'd be like, "Hey Palestine, Israel, can y'all knock it off?" (laughs) Hey, hey, (laughs) hey Palestine. Quit throwing rocks at their tanks, and then maybe they won't nuke you. <laughs> you ever think about that? <laughs> quit it. Yeah, I'm sitting yeah, there. It. Literally, before I did this, like the day before, I had way too high, and I'm Googling, do they drug test you to be the president? <laughs> <laughs> exactly what would happen to you. Like At the, at the inauguration, you would have forgotten that you won, and uh, you picked up a shift, quote unquote, uh, and just show so up high fun. on mushrooms like, you want me to put my hand on what book? Yeah. God, All right, let's meet the Joint Chiefs. Come <laughs> on. I'm not going to lie, if I'm on mushrooms, I'm petting that Bible. It's nice, supple leather cutter. Yeah, there's, there's no way they could drug What is that? What's your last name? Schwartzkopf. What is that, Polish? Think, ah, yeah, get out of here. Think about how old all the, t- just not not even all the other foreign dignitaries or leaders, just everyone else in government is. Like, like There's probably 13 sober people like by the book, <laughs> yeah. not on any pills. Yeah, not fucked up people at any given. Well, moment. even Mike Pence, who is one hundred percent sober, everyone's like, "Oh, he's a creep" because he hangs out with his wife all the time. <laughs> <laughs> they're, like, they're like, Mike Pence brings his wife everywhere because he's afraid of temptation. That's so funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if mother's not around, I'll drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he calls her mother. I forgot about that. That's so gross. But, but that's, you know, like a Rockwell painting. How come? Okay, so they should lock. Bitches Mike can Pence. call us daddy, but we can't call him mother. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm trying to get some head, mother. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> well, calling your wife mother hits different from hey ma. Okay, but why they call them, why they call the mother load? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Twice. <laughs> I'm trying to come, bitch. <laughs> you can only do That's it in Latin head. cultures, and you can only do it as like mommy. <laughs> <laughs> you can't Mamacita. even get that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's fine Mulder. to fuck your mother in Latin culture derivatives. All right, all right, all right, fine. So, mother. I'm a, I'm a men's rights advocate. <laughs> <Yeah>. They call <laughs> us daddy. We didn't call him mother. <laughs> in mother Italians, is... you can get like a mama mia, but yeah, that's yeah. not. Mother in an Anglo-German uh, sort of sort of stock frowned upon. But you know, if you see a nice Dominican woman, you mm. can go, "Hey, yo, ma, you looking <laughs> you looking thick." I like going, "Mama." <laughs> 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 and then right do, when the, I bust. do the little fingers, do the little fingers, like mama. <laughs> do, do baby like sticky, thing. sticky. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, sex is cool. Yeah. <laughs> It's cool to have it, good to have sex. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Welcome back, gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sex is tight. (laughs) Are you supposed to ask questions on this or something? Sometimes, but... It's been an aimlessly drifting podcast for a while. I like to tell people lessons in comedy that don't really help anybody, but they're kind of true. Yeah, all right. If you write a pop song or a metaphor or whatever about uh, the Shakespeare novel Romeo and Juliet, you can mention 
the titular characters. You can mention Romeo and Juliet. You can't mention any of the other characters <laughs> <laughs> when you're trying to do like a metaphor for other people. You know, so yeah. oh, you can't. What are the Romulets, the Capulets? What well, I, I can't even think Capulets of that. Capulets and Montagues. Yeah, yeah Capulets, Montagues. Uh, they have the. Who's the little guy that dies with the sword? The first one. Oh yeah. Then they then they have the Jewish guy called Shylock. For, yeah, for uh, no reason. Yeah. <laughs> you just can't mention any of the other characters. But Romeo, you can always make. You some can't hacky have a Jewish name that on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> always make some hacky reference to Romeo and Juliet. Oh, that dude, look at that couple. They're yeah, the worst they're, people ever. They're like Romeo yeah, and Juliet. Yeah. <laughs> they should kill themselves together. <laughs> <laughs> we all understand that, and it's an international reference. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Uh, my all right. If we're doing comedy advice for people uh, yeah. have a have an analyzing song lyrics thing in your first uh, special boo That's <laughs> <laughs> everyone loves have it have y'all heard that Alan Jackson song uh, yeah. Chattahoochee <laughs> yeah. sorry no, no, no. that was mean this, this is the problem song deconstruction is hack and we know why because any song once you start to scrutinize it <laughs> is stupid is stupid as fuck it doesn't make any sense yeah yeah you when don't... the moon hits your what <laughs> like a big shut up <laughs> exactly there's like 19 verses to American Pie, and I think four of them support communism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there's like no, and if a song can stand up to scrutiny, you're like, oh, that's an awful song. Right. I don't know. I um, mean, two chains. I call it big booty because you got a big booty. There kinda you go. Checks you out, that? start to finish. <laughs> <laughs> there's no fat there except in the cellular. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I get. It. I got to respect that one then. Puns. Way better in rap than in comedy. Mm, oh, true. rap puns are the best. Yeah, uh, rap puns. Every time I hear a rap pun, I'm always like, "Man, that was fucking tight." Who do you think lies more, <laughs> rappers or comedians? Oh, oh. Uh, I think to the cops. <laughs> <laughs> They're uh, neck and neck. Comics snitch. That's our Com- yeah. Right away. <laughs> Comics do snitch. My boy, we do like talking. <laughs> They're like, "So Tim, we caught you with seventy pounds of cocaine." He's like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> The thing is, I only bought 69 pounds of cocaine. Uh, get it? 69? Yeah. Um, no. I would say I would say, comics and rappers definitely do lie. I would say rappers lie a lot more about what they're doing uh, like on a day-to-day basis. Comics lie about what they say a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, like, cause That's we, what we I always, said. Yeah, we always have like that, that shower principle thing, you know? So I was talking to that guy, and right off the dome, I said this to his face uh and it's like rarely rarely do i meet comics that are actually like quick off stage uh <laughs> don't you hate it when something like really does happen and it's true and you're like no one's ever gonna fucking believe this actually <laughs> happened yeah i know yeah it happened to me at the airport yesterday morning what happened i went to was going through the security thing in cabo i was just wearing like a full black sweatsuit with some romania stuff on it and uh we, yeah. we were like going through the metal detector and a guy behind me is like do i take my shoes off and i was like do you think I work here? <laughs> and he was like, oh, I don't know. I was like, take your shoes off. <laughs> I, I, was, I had my head still mine on. And no. he was like, he looked at, he's like, your shoes are not. I was like, take your shoes off. <laughs> <laughs> and he took them off and walked through the metal detector. Well, yeah, I can see that happening with you. I know, I know Ben, Ben's quick on his feet as well. What was the, the one lady comes up and she goes, uh, okay, so we're out, there's 30 people outside a secret group because Abby and Tess are doing that like one minute TNA oh, show yeah, 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 where yeah, there's yeah, literally yeah. 30 comics. Yeah, yeah. And I see this woman in heels walk down to the box, try to open the door. Doesn't open, and then she starts walking towards me on the edge of the group. I'm not. She's not gonna say it. <laughs> she can't possibly say it. And she looks, and she walks straight up to me, and she goes, "Is that door down there locked?" <laughs> I go, "Did you try to open it?" <laughs> she goes, "Yeah." I'm like, "Did it open?" She goes, "No." And I'm like, 
<laughs> and 30 people laughed at her. She clearly never been talked to like that before. <laughs> well, because it's like, it's me, when you're a kid bullying other kids, there's something weird about it. Everyone's always telling you not to do it, but you can bully other adults <laughs> with, with like nearly no ramifications. Sometimes people will like put the event, they'll be like, and then they said this on Twitter, and like 50,000 people will like it. Yeah. <laughs> I've said this on podcasts and made me come off like an asshole. I always bully the TSA. Yeah. I'm never nice to them. It's usually just because they start off. They're always like, they come like right next to your ear and start screaming at someone else about what you can and can't put in the bins or whatever. I'm like, do you not yeah. talk to anyone ever? Do you only <laughs> scream at each other all day? And they're not cops. They don't have any cop protections. There's some, if you go to LAX, there's always like, no jokes, no threats. And you're like, Jokes and threats are the same. Man. Oh, okay. okay. I'm gonna rip your fucking head off. Is the same as being like, "Nice shirt, bitch." <laughs> okay, that's the TSA point. The blue. <laughs> but they're always like the fat blue line. They're always like, "Did you take your laptop out?" I'm like, "Did you take your laptop?" And they just walk away. They don't have anything to fucking. There's nothing those people can do. They don't have a gun to pull out on you and be like, I'll murder you in front of people. No, all you're going to do is go home to your fucking plaque psoriasis. They can can call a real cop, but that takes some time to get there. You can still keep abusing them. I went to an ATV and I was parking and two people had gotten into an accident in the parking lot. Mm -hmm. I swear to God, it's a fat white dude and a Muslim woman in like the whole burka. And I opened my door and this is all I hear. This is why your country doesn't let you drive. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I had to close my damn door. I was laughing so goddamn hard. <laughs> we here at the Very Green Room think that racism, any way, shape, or form, is absolutely unacceptable. So you, okay, you well, a, if you say that one more time, I'm going to compile every racist this is, thing you've said <laughs> on this podcast <laughs> into a best of. This is a funny problem. This is, I've been on many uh, weed podcasts where they go, yo, you can't smoke in your actually because yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. But I used you know, whenever you are on one where you're like, oh, we can get high during the thing, you go, it's going to last like 28 minutes because after a while, everyone's like, oh, wait, wait. What? Is someone talking? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's, uh, it's better to be on the downslope back into sanity, you know? Right. Yeah. No drugs make you as interesting as you feel. 100%. It's, you feel inwardly. You're like, oh my, oh God, my God. Yeah. There is something going on that no one understands right now. <laughs> I used to love being on Blow and talking about the books I was going to read tomorrow. Blue, oh, just, yeah. Explaining to people about Steinbeck, and, yeah. like, and they're like, "I've read Steinbeck. It's not that interesting." Yeah, you know? Just battering people with knowledge, like yeah. blow by blow. Just. Yeah. <laughs> you know, who Dr. Seuss's first employer was Standard Oil of New Jersey. Really? Oh, sorry, not his first employer. His first big break. Yeah, Standard Oil of New Jersey. Because yeah, yeah, I know yeah. he, he did a bunch of stuff for the War Department. Uh, he got he, he got sort of famous uh, doing advertising for a product named Flit. <laughs> I don't know what Flit is. I think it's like a water. Proofer, remover, or something, something or like that. Yeah, sounds like Flint. I remember because he was super pro integration for black people, but he really didn't like drawing Japanese people. Doctor <laughs> 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 Seuss is a crazy story. <laughs> oh, Theodore Geisel. Theodore Geisel. <laughs> Who, uh, Theodore Giselle Maxwell. It was, <laughs> it was his uh, his dean at Dartmouth or whatever, Clayton Laycock. That, that can't be a real name. That's a real oh, name. Yeah. Yeah. No, you click on his names. That's yeah. a command in porn. And Clayton Laycock. <laughs> <Yeah>. Clayton. 
if you look him up on Wikipedia, his mm-hmm. only the only thing he's he's a dean at Dartmouth, an Ivy League school, so he should have something that he accomplished. But he's only famous for suspending Doctor Seuss <laughs> for drinking gin in his room, and so Theodore, up on the veranda. Yeah, Theodore, <laughs> Theodore couldn't write for like the uh, the school paper under his real name, so he had to write picked a pseudonym Seuss. <laughs> And that was how that Short guy... Short for pseudo name. Yeah, that was how that guy marked himself into history, just being like, fucking no. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, listen, Theodore. <laughs> I'm Professor Laycock, yeah. and you can't drink gin in here. And then he went to Oxford after he was going to be like a Rhodes Scholar in like the 1920s, and, and his future wife was like, what? You want to fucking study English? Look at your drawings. You can make so much money, you idiot. And then she tricked him into... I'm uncomfortable mm-hmm. telling you how old I was when I found out that Rhodes Scholars weren't the people who designed highways. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what they are now, right? Yeah. There's some college in like England or something. No, 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 no. Rhodes Scholars, someone, it is, you're, you're halfway there. Rhodes Scholar mm-hmm. is someone who studied in America and then also went and studied in England. Yeah. So generally they've done their like graduate or doctoral degree or whatever. But what I think is funny is. I always thought it was someone that went to an Ivy League school and then went to Oxford or Cambridge, but it's not true. It's just any any university. Yeah, so you can go to Liberty University and then Oxford, <laughs> and they're like, he's a Rhodes Scholar. <laughs> like, well, Hillary Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> Theodore Geisel. Yeah. <laughs> um, they no, because the, 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 the Rhodes University is in Memphis, so I think it started. They, they had an exchange program. Maybe, maybe. But, uh, or have they named it after the Colossus of Rhodes? <laughs> <laughs> One of the seven wonders of the world that no longer exists, along with... Isn't that some shit where you're like, you have to learn about the seven wonders of the world, Mm -hmm. and you're like, but there's only one of them left, and you're like... Right, even then, it's... So you're telling me this could be six lies in a pyramid? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, More like the Pyramid of Giza, am I right? (laughs) Nobody can keep a hanging garden alive. That's not even plausible. (laughs) Well, here's another fucked up fact. I saw this from like a Twitter thing or whatever. You know Cleopatra? She was born in 69 BC. She was born closer to the moon landing than she was to the beginning of the building of the pyramids of Giza. Oh, yeah. No, they had ancient uh, Egyptologists in ancient Egypt. Uh, that yeah, was, yeah that shit, they, they started building them in like 2500 BC. Yeah. Yeah. Using Jew power. Um, slow! I say. <laughs> I say pretty slow. Hard to get Mexicans over there. So. <laughs> That's a Trey Tutson joke. He there we go. There we he's, go. he's always like, uh, he talks about the, the ark. He's like, you expect, you expect me to believe an old Jew built that boat with no Mexican help? <laughs> <laughs> he went down to Boat Depot, grabbed yeah. the boat. <laughs> I was pretty hacky in Mexico. We, had, we always went to this grocery store that was right next to Home Depot. And I was like, but who stands up in front of <laughs> it's the Dutch, isn't it? <laughs> uh, we are right up close on to an hour, ironically enough. I Is that about what you guys do? Yeah, yeah people's more... attention spans. I had more credits. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, this is the part to plug. Them. I've been. Uh, you you, you want to plug your social media is... and credits? Now would be the time. Well, I was. I was once, and this is a real one. It's like another technical credit. I was once um, Papa John Schaefer's stand-in in a commercial <laughs> with J.J. Watt and the Texans equipment manager. And I signed an NDA at the time, so I was, when I told the story, I'd be like, it's one of the big pizza daddies, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he's been disgraced yeah, and yeah. Uh, kicked out of his own company now, so I think I can say that <laughs> working with Papa John wasn't very good. <laughs> he was a nice man, but uh, he insisted that the craft services were Papa John's as well. Oh. And I was like, what the fuck? This guy eats his own pizza. And then, <laughs> Dude, that, I, that, that, 
I made that joke out loud, and one of the executives goes, "No, the papa does not get high on his own supply." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What is in this shit?" Like, That's one of Biggie's cr- ten crack commandments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he looked at me. He's like, "We're moving dope, son." <laughs> And he, he referred to him as the Papa. Yeah. <laughs> the Papa does not, yeah. And I, dude, it's so funny. He, he had like, uh, you know, he was the CEO of the company and he was in like 300 commercials a year. These are all regional commercials too, so they're not even like necessarily on a network like ESPN. They're just like on the local Fox. No, he, always, get, he always gets local heroes to it's do all this stuff. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and get this. So, right, so the Texas equipment manager had never been in a commercial in his life. And J.J. Watt's been in like quite a lot at the time. But... Papa John was the worst of the three guys that he couldn't. He flubbed every line he had. I think they just punched in a lot of the shit. And uh, he was standing in the lighting too long, and so his like touch of gray or whatever was dripping all the fucking time. He's like one of the richest yeah. actor guys or whatever, TV commercial boys, but he just can't spend more than twelve dollars on fucking <laughs> hair dye. This is just for men. Yeah, yeah. And when he shakes your hand, it's cold and dry at the same time. It's like a vampire. It's amazing. That's that, that's that's classic CEO. It's truly stuff. bad. I thought you might be a vampire when I first got into comedy, and it frightened me a little. My wife had the same sort of because I sleep Dracula style. <laughs> <laughs> you know, talking about like yeah. coughing, hands like this. You don't move at all, and then just during the day, right? And then, just, just, just and then the night comes down, you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, that's just oh. my fetish. I don't have any. Oh. <laughs> and my alarm you know, clock's a pipe organ. Just <laughs> 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 you know, uh, uh, the guy, Vlad Tepes, Vlad the Impaler, whose nickname was Dracula, which means little devil in Romanian, mm-hmm. um, his brother was named Radu the Handsome. I did know that. He, yeah. If you get a, uh, if you ever see a painting or a picture of this guy, you go, shit, how ugly was everyone else? At this, time? <laughs> <laughs> this guy was the handsome. Well, Radu, Radu the Handsome was hanging out with a lot of the Ottoman Turks at the time. Yeah, yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. Vlad, Vlad's dad just left him and his brother with Ottoman Turks for like... Uh, they were like, to keep the peace, I'll give you some of my sons. And the Turks were like, okay. <laughs> I guess that's a prize. Like, we have to raise these kids? Like, we don't just kill them or whatever? They're not servants? Like, no, you have to raise my children. Like, okay, whatever. So then they made this like dope ass warrior lord because he's yeah. like yeah I know Romanian shit and Turkish shit what now like yeah, I can yeah, fuck yeah. both of y'all exactly this is a bad idea all the way through all right. also you can find me on the Alan Dershowitz podcast on there Mondays and Thursdays <laughs> <laughs> you guys listen to the Dersh show it's really good you and Durst? You and Durst go, 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 go deep like that? I just auditioned one day. I do. I go on. I do impressions. I do some Metro jokes or whatever. And um, who pays the bills? You know, not proud of it. But Alan Dershowitz podcast on um, the Kumia Radio Network. <laughs> Check us out. Uh, you can find me leading in for Alex Jones. Uh, <laughs> no, but for real, listen to, if you want to, if you liked anything that I said and you want to do me a nice favor, listen to the Roast Battle League podcast. It's a new thing we launched at Rose Battle like 22 weeks ago. We're on the 22nd episode. And it's like, yes, it's like Sports Center for Roast Battle. You get to see some people that do the jokes, and then we have really experienced Roast Battlers and some celebrity guests being like, this is why these jokes were good, or this is what's so ambitious, so interesting. You know, It's a little nerdy. It's not for everyone. It's, but if you really like comedy and shit like this, uh, check it out. It's on YouTube and um, wherever you get, you know, fake podcast <laughs> perfect uh, you can find me at will underscore loading on Instagram and gunsandliquor.com for all my dates coming up mm. Chad. Be, uh, third coast Chad on Instagram mm. and Sweet. find me as always at very dark comedy on Instagram 
Love y'all. Happy New Year. Suck it, boys. Yeah.